Welcome to the Inside Music Cast Correspondent Profile. As Inside Music Cast continues to grow worldwide, a large part of our success is due to the hard work and dedication of our correspondents, who assist us in so many ways, such as promotion and marketing, lining up guests, creating new content for our website and Facebook page. But most importantly, our correspondents have a deep appreciation and knowledge for music and the musicians themselves. Today we're chatting with correspondent Brian Pearson. Hey Brian, thanks for hanging out with us today. Thanks for having me. How are you guys? Good. We're doing great. Thanks. You were raised in a very uh, musical family that you've told us. And in fact, most of your family have worked uh, as full-time musicians. Tell, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, pretty much. I've uh, been very fortunate to be surrounded by music all my life. So that's why it's, it's literally in my genes, as I tell everybody. Um, family history goes back several generations. But as far as, uh, you know, where it all started, obviously, with my father, and uh, my two late uncles who have since uh, passed away. But when they were kids growing up, they were a very successful trio out of the Chicago, Northwest Indiana area. Um, started at a very early age in their teens. And it was kind of neat to hear, you know, some of the old war stories because anytime like uh, in the late 50s, early 60s, bigger names like the Everly Brothers, when they were, you know, finally hitting the scene in a big, big way, they would come through Chicago. And a lot of these guys, you know, they didn't have backing bands at the time. So uh, my dad, as well as his brothers, would back artists like these up anytime they came. Yeah, to they Chicago. just those guys would just pick up locals when they when they'd go to town, right? Exactly, from town to town. So um, I've been very fortunate and just you know surrounded by all kinds of great music, be it R and B, uh, pop, specifically jazz and blues. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's where it all comes from, without a doubt. Yeah. Did you ever play an instrument? Uh, grew up? up what, did you dabble in uh, in in music? I would say I'm a wannabe session musician. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. I just don't have the the uh, kahunas to actually go into a studio and <laughs> do it for a living. Right. Is that I, key- know, key- I, know, I know better. Is that playing with a keyboard or guitar or what? what? Yeah, mostly keyboards. Yeah. Uh, definitely a, a child of the whole Fender Rhodes sound, mm-hmm. you know, throughout the mid-70s. There's so many great albums during that period that really sold me, and I was, oh, my God eight or nine years old you know the first time i heard heard uh, songs in the key of life that was it i was hooked sure exactly you know? and from there it went on to obviously asia and it, it the, the great thing about music in general is that i'm so infatuated with all of it mm-hmm. is that you can actually you know put a uh, a time frame on where you were when you heard these things <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah i can actually remember the first time i heard asia and yeah it it sounds funny but uh, it was on eight track. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was on a, a family trip to the Lake of the Ozarks in Missouri. Uh-huh. So this was, uh, you know, summer of 1977. I was ten, and that was it. I was done. Yep. <laughs> Jeez, wow, amazing. But you also didn't you work in radio up in Chicago as well? Yeah, I still dabble in it a little bit, just not as much. I did pursue it as a, a full time career. Um, and at the time I got in, you know, everybody wanted to be the next Howard Stern or the next Bob and Tom or sure. Steve Dahl. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't so much into the personality aspect of it. I loved being behind the scenes, mm-hmm. you now creating the magic as a, uh, a program director, a music director. But, uh, sadly, as many of us know that it's so formatted now and so corporate that, you yeah. know, it's a, it's a dying art form. It's very sad. It's true. It's very true. But things like the internet and things like what you guys are doing, that's uh, providing a, a much needed shot in the arm. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that at, um, at a certain point that the internet might help radio again? I mean, now with internet radio and what's happening there, wh- how's, how's that changing the in- industry? 
You know, I think it's creating a lot of different uh, avenues in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Um, radio is pretty much in the same scenario that, you know, like major labels are in the recording industry right now. Yeah. It's, it's pretty much in the toilet. But now these artists are discovering, you know what? I don't need the suits controlling my career. I can do this by myself now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, you're getting all these, you know, big guys that we all idolize doing their own thing putting their stuff out on the internet and you know doing quite well with it so i think it's it's a much needed shot in the arm and i do think it's going to make the suits as well as the radio industry turn their heads which they're already doing right now and say you know maybe we need to restructure what we're doing here yeah Yeah. well you you have uh, your own music promotion company right deacon grooves media yeah exactly tell us a little bit about what that's all about basically um something i started several years ago that uh dabbles in just about every facet of the electronic media um, from, you know, booking concerts, local concerts throughout the Chicago, Northwest Indiana area, Uh uh, as well as, you know, doing promotions uh, for various music magazines, promoting artists that need to be heard. Mm -hmm. Um, And occasionally I'll still do some fill-in work on the radio as well as do commercial voiceovers, stuff like that. Well, very cool. You mentioned Asia and Steely Dan and some of the groups that you grew up listening to. Well, I, mean, I know this is a pretty wide question, but but uh, but tell us about the artists that really – I know Steely Dan is one, but tell us about oh, some other yeah. artists that really just sort of have stuck with you over the years and that you just really rely on. Yeah, Fagan and Becker, uh, basically the top of the mountain for me. But, yeah. I mean, there's, there's just so many more. And that's how I feel. That's, you know, we're all connected at the hip when it comes to you guys, Scott. Uwe, uh, Max, and Kim, definitely. Yeah. Um, but as far as people that have really, really laid the foundation for me, it's people like uh, Stevie Wonder, Jeff Lorber, George Duke, mm-hmm. um, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Uh, then we can go into Bill Champlin, obviously. Yep. Um, the first time I heard Toto, you know, that was it, too. <laughs> I, I definitely remember the first time I heard that. I'm like... These guys are, you know, not only serious players, but they can rock out. But, you know, you've got guys that can start doing jazz chops and lay down a solid R&B groove. Yep. And, I mean, just that whole lineup, that uh, Picaro lineup with uh, Hungate on bass, Luca on guitar, yep. H on keys, Steve on keys. <laughs> Uh, it's just it's just ridiculous. I yeah. mean, it, you just can't top that. It almost yeah. makes you wonder if anything like that, that period, and and you know what you saw with musicianship at that time will ever happen again. I mean, I know it's happening, but it just we it, are starting to see it a little more, and mm-hmm. I think it's because the the harness is off. You know, a lot of these artists, and they're doing they're able to do their own thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, Bill Champlin was able to leave his day gig with Chicago, and now he's doing his own thing, and he's he's having a ball. He should be out there doing that. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, he's doing the solo thing, and now he's back with the Sons. Luke's got another, you know, a second solo CD coming out. Uh, so well, actually, it, his it, fourth. It's, well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I stand corrected. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Brian, it's uh, you know your contribution to us has been incredible. You you've connected us with a lot of. Uh, guests and uh, and your knowledge and the stuff that you pour into the the conversations on our threads on Facebook are are amazing, man. So we just uh, just want to know, thank you for being on the team and and uh, here's to uh, a lot of other good things that are coming our way. So uh, thank you so much for without a doubt, um, it's been a great honor. In fact, uh, before you guys had called me, I was thinking about how did we really connect. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, you'll appreciate this, Rick. I remember being <laughs> on Sanibel Island with my laptop. Okay. And running across all these podcasts with all the guys from Toto. Uh-huh. I'm like, what is this? Who are these guys? And <laughs> this is something I really need to listen to. So for that whole two-week stretch, I was down on Sanibel. I listened to all the podcasts, and I was hooked. So <laughs> That's cool. I commend you guys on doing such a great job, and uh, it's definitely an honor to be uh, a part of it. Well, cool. Cool. well thanks again for all your efforts and, and doing everything you do for Inside Music Cast. All right, guys. Thanks, Bye. Brian. All right, take it easy. Bye. To learn more about Inside Music Cast, please visit our website at InsideMusicCast.com or find us on Facebook. Inside Music Cast is powered by Cabello Associates, multidisciplinary strategic design consultancy based in Indianapolis. And by Earshot Audio Post, national Emmy award-winning audio post-production, also based in Indianapolis. Reach a worldwide audience through Inside Music Cast by becoming a sponsor. Simply contact us by visiting our website at InsideMusicCast.com.